Hello, everyone. In this, in today's episode, provided by Studio 151, we're going to be talking about sampling. Studio 151 providing the episode. This is sponsored by Studio 151. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. How would you define sampling? Um, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Do you want me to give like a, I, I don't know what you want from me. We didn't really. No, that's fine. I just, if in the event there's a listener that doesn't know what that means. Okay. It would be probably helpful um, to define it, the thing. It's like, it's essentially grabbing a piece of one song and dropping it into another and it's either just directly doing that or it, it doesn't even have to be from a song. It could be just from some sort. You're grabbing some sort of audio clip that's been previously recorded by someone else. You're dropping it into your thing and you're editing it. You're changing it in some way. If you're, if you're doing a good job of sampling, yeah. you're changing it and making it your own. But it's like using stuff that other people have made and sort of like changing it and incorporating it into your own work that's a little bit different. Yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know where you want to start first. I kind of have, like, a brief origin Yeah, you kind of you kind of did more research on this one, so I'll, I'll let you go. Should we introduce ourselves? Maybe. Oh, maybe. They know us by now. Are yeah. The, <laughs> uh, my name is Caspian Denton. Uh, Ryan Cercelli. Um. So, yeah, I, I've, I've watched a, like... A short little documentary about sampling in the past but um essentially like what it, it's kind of when sampling first became a thing was as a result of like the turntable mm -hmm. um and people using that um essentially as an instrument and i i remember hearing one take on it and essentially like um it was a cheaper way because the turntable, you could, you know, put any record on it and you could, if you heard something on a record like a drum beat or like a guitar lick or something, you were then able to like utilize that on the turntable. So it was essentially um, a multi-instrument instrument. Like it was cheaper to have that rather than to buy a guitar, buy a drum set, so stuff like that. And I, that, you know, sadly is like th that became, the turntable became more popular and like lower socioeconomic communities. And, of course, we know that a lot of times that is sadly like the black and African-American community. Um, so it was essentially like the turntable provided an outlet to be able to make music with one instrument rather than having to buy multiple instruments. Yeah, I, I definitely associate when, when I think sampling, like, I mean, it's kind of biased because of the music that I listen to because I, I, I think to um, dance music and, and house music, but also that I, th I, like, just know that there's, like, a deep history with hip-hop and um, when it comes to sampling and because of those, like, origins that you're talking about. Yeah, so it definitely kind of sparked, I, I mean... We already had kind of like funk and like jazz cooking up, and so then that kind of gave the push to like more hip hop um, esque songs. Um, yeah, and I, I kind of so in the documentary that I had watched, I think it's just called like sampling documentary or something. Um, 
it was super controversial when people started doing it. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, I, I think one of the first songs, I can't remember the hip hop group, um, but they sampled um, the Turtles. Um, I think the song was Show Me, which is a really good song. Okay. Um, they basically, you know, this is before people started getting like real good at like hiding it. I've got it right here on the Wikipedia page. The Turtles sued De La Soul mm-hmm. for using an uncleared sample of their album Three Feet High and Rising. So to my knowledge, that was like one of the first times that someone was sued for sampling for a lot of money. And so that led to essentially people trying to hide it and would like mess with it. Um, and it almost became a challenge to um, hide it because they didn't want these big record labels Um suing them and like again like people obviously have the perspective of like sampling like isn't art like they're just stealing um but like a a good kind of counter argument is like you know we see that all the time in culture and like even like something like disney like you think they came up with all those stories yeah yeah. no they took them made it their own and like that's literally what sampling is so it's like it's like you can't even have that argument when like that's already so prevalent and and so many things so I was I was gonna save it for later, but I'll just insert it here because I feel like it's gonna add to your point. Um, so one of the the things that I found in my like light research was um, I found a bunch of samples of like internet videos mm-hmm. that <laughs> I have some too that, that, that like Skrillex would grab yeah. and dump into his songs. And my favorite one by far is a guy who he, they like it the it's sampled from like a YouTube documentary short about the glitch mob, who is a, um, I guess, dubstep um, group that I really like. And they're interviewing this guy who's just like there, and he's talking about their music. And the 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 quote that um, gets sampled is, he says, you have technicians here making noise, they are not artists because no one can play the guitar. And I think it's a hilarious quote to pull from this guy. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of applies here to, like, sampling. Like, these are a bunch of, like, dudes who were just, like, messing around yeah. with music. And they were just making new cool stuff. And it's like they're still they're still musicians that are, like, making yeah. their own thing. And they have, like, a, a mind musically of, like, you know, this, like, flows or this doesn't. Yeah. Even though they're not, like, playing the instruments. And even, like, going just, like, a couple points, like, if you can play it, like, if you are, like, good at, like, I I mean, essentially playing, like, a turntable, like, that is is an instrument. Like, that is a skill in its own. Like, so for that to just be labeled not not art, not not creative, like, that's ridiculous. One of, sorry, I'll let you go. Um, and my, if you had something relevant to that, I'll let you go. Cause oh, I, I was just going to say like quickly, just what, that's one of my favorite things to do is watching DJs mm-hmm. who actually yeah. use the turntable yeah. is one of like my favorite things. It's so, so impressive how skilled they are at it. Yeah. My other counterpoint is just like, you think musicians don't get inspiration from other musicians? Like, yeah. Like melodies are reused all the time and like, um, chord progressions, like, that's not new. Like yeah. we're constantly like learning from previous people, so it's just like it's goofy. It's it's it's. I think it's a dumb argument to say that it's like lazy and it's not art. Um. Yeah. 
So just kind of continuing, people got mad. Record labels didn't like it. They just found another way to get money for suing people for samples. So then that started encouraging, um, obviously, I think this goes around all the board musicians, but especially, you know, people um, working with hip hop, basically manipulating um, the sample in their own way and hiding it. And it was almost like a challenge um, for people trying to find it. Um, to my knowledge, like just if you were trying to sample today, like I think you are like, there's obviously there's a lot of like royalty free and like non-copyright like archives that you can take from and like sample. Um, but like if you're like obviously like wanting to take something from a song, like you still are supposed to um, like get permission. And like a lot of times that includes like paying a fee or like getting like some commission off of like whatever you make from the song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what, like, you're supposed to do. Um, but I think still, like, at least to my knowledge, people just still kind of do this tactic of, like, manipulating it in their own way and hiding it. And a lot of times they don't get in trouble. I feel like uh, there's I feel like there's probably also, like, some, like, legal percentage of, like, it's got to be, like, you know, 80% different from the original thing. And it's, like, how do you, how do you gauge that? And you can't. And I feel like that's where... It, uh, it's all murky on what you can and can't do. Yeah. Um, I, it also, um, I know, for example, one um, Clyde Stubblefield, um, he was one of James Brown's drummers, legendary drummer. Um, he's, like, sampled a ton, um, like, just in hip-hop, like, I think especially in, like, the, the 90s. Um, and... He, he like doesn't have an opinion on people like sampling he's like okay that's cool like whatever um but like uh the record label that like he was under still like constantly sues people and like clyde doesn't even get like any commission like it's just literally the record label. it's just like so like the artist that actually like came up like with the drum beat and is like known for it doesn't even get like compensation like it's still just it's just another way record labels are getting money and it's yeah, just like yeah. it's like if you have the argument of like you're stealing from the artist well then what why aren't you giving anything to the artist yeah um but yeah i remember watching an interview with him and he's like he's like yeah it, it kind of sucks that i don't get anything but like i mean cool i i like that people like my drums and i'm gonna keep doing like whatever i'm doing um which is a super nice perspective but yeah it, it just again it kind of shows how like corrupt it is yeah um yeah, I wanted to I didn't know this, but I was doing research for the show and um there was like an album. I, this is another like this gets more into like the DJ realm or like or I don't even know what realm this gets in, but it just it really blew my mind. So there's something called the Grey album. Have okay. you heard of that at all? No. Um so Danger Mouse, I think is the DJ, and he essentially took the White Album by the Beatles and the Black Album by Jay-Z and just Mashed mashed them together okay and like a super like cool way um immediately get like he was not able to like make any money off it like sure, both yeah. record labels were like trying to shut it down at all costs but like it started like i think the artist didn't even like really care that much like he just thought was, it was yeah thought was it was cool he did it but it? like yeah, yeah people like were revolting that like this should be art like that that is just like something really cool that somebody did and then again it's like i think it's just been like super suppressed yeah. Um, but I, I think that's another interesting take on sampling that like you might get into a little bit just with like the more like DJ realm of like 
like taking two forms of music and like making one like that's that's super interesting as well like because i think that's kind of different from like the stereotypical way that we think of sampling rather than just like taking something and then like adding it to like what we've already created rather than like taking two things and making something new out of that yeah um yeah did you have anything else to add uh the next thing i was going to go into is just like (laughs) well yeah i don't know how much this contributes but i I just wanted to like discuss like some of the like most probably like popular songs like growing up that are like sampled. Yeah. And um for me I was gonna do the MC Hammer Can't Touch This. Yeah, yeah. Um, which that is taken from the David Bowie and Queen um Super Freak. Mm-hmm. Um and I looked into a little bit to that case and um yeah, MC Hammer had to pay so much. And I more I'm established in this because I think MC Hammer and another example I'm going to give, like explicitly just like put the track like, yeah, yeah. on their song and just ran it the whole time. And like, I, when we're like looking at sampling and like obviously, like, you know, there has to be some kind of evolution from when we went to just slapping on someone else's stuff than like making it our own. And I think we'll get there by the end of the show. But it, it does seem like it's more on the lazier end of sampling, but also I get this is like early. Um, the other song I was going to mention is Vanilla Ice. Oh, yeah. Ice Ice Baby. Um, which, again, like, I remember hearing these two songs all the time as a kid, and, like, I, I think I only realized later um, that they were samples, and that's... Um, I realized I got them mixed up. Vanilla Ice is what um, sampled Queen and um, David Bowie's... Or wait. No. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got, I got hold a little on, goofed. Hold on. I got a goofed. So MC Hammer sampled... Super Freak, but that's by Rick James. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Queen and, <laughs> Queen and David, mm-hmm. David Bowie did not do um, Super Freak. Um, but they did do Under Pressure. Yeah. And, yeah, th- and that's, that's what he took yeah. from. And there was like, yeah, I know Vanilla Ice was like actively saying like, oh, no, they just sound similar. They're not. No, oh, the really? Yeah. And it was like after a while uh, that he had to like pay. You know, you know about the Vanilla Ice movie? No. Oh God, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I know he did a he did Go Ninja, I think for the live action Ninja Turtles. Really? And it's just him saying Go Ninja over and oh. over. Yeah, it's called Cool as Ice. It is a romance musical starring uh, Vanilla Ice. Hmm. There's your there's your poster. Oh god. <laughs> it's just starring him. I yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of more especially those two cases were like really prevalent. But also I think <laughs> I'm sure MC Hammer I'm I'm sure they both like still get a lot of money from those songs, but I still think lost a chunk of it. And I mm-hmm. I just more wanted to give these as examples of like kind of the early version of sampling and kind of the laziness to it um, as compared to, like, some of these more modern examples that we may get into. But yeah. did you want to bring up anything? No, I, I didn't do much for <laughs> No, so. no, you're good. Um, another, I, I tried to look into this case, but another, like, big sampled one I remembered in, like, the early 2010s. I think it's, like, 2014, but Chill Bill. Is that on Rainbow? Okay, no. so that's um, I think his name is Rob Stone, mm-hmm. uh, but he sampled um, what I thought 
was the Kill Bill whistle. Oh, okay. Um, so he sampled that throughout the song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, which I didn't realize that 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 whistle like tune is not originally from Kill Bill. It's from um, Twisted Nerve, which okay. is like a 1968 movie. I think about like a like a serial killer. I, I could be wrong. In it, I'm sure. Um, no, I. Sounds so, like a Tarantino movie. Because I, I was trying really like, hard to, like, I wanted to look up, like, is there a difference between sampling something from, like, a movie than, like, um, than obviously, like, an, like someone's previous song? And I'm sure that, like, oh, I'm sure you can't just, like, I'm sure they, both things are copyright. Um, but I wonder, because I was like, how did he get that from Kill Bill? But then once I realized that, I was like, oh, is it because it's an older movie that, like, probably no one cares? Or, like, it, he probably did ask, like, permission and like it probably was not that big of a deal um but i just thought that was interesting and i also think that was like maybe one of the the first things i remember of sampling something that was not um from like a from someone else's song and rather like a movie and i think that kind of started branching out that oh samples don't have to be just like other people's music it can honestly just be any kind of type of audio yeah I didn't know that, but it makes total sense that Tarantino just, like, pulled out of his hat, you know, some yeah. movie from the 70s that he's seen and, like, that no one else has seen ever and yeah. was just like, yeah, I like this whistle. I'm going to put it in my movie. Yeah, and that's sort of, I mean, that must start to make me think, like, did, did, he, did he pull, like, what people do with sampling? It's just like, mm, no, no, maybe notice because this is old and, like, he'll put it in his movie. Um, so that's just interesting, too, like how, you know, maybe that sampling isn't the right word, but just kind of the, the film version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how <laughs> You listen to Suicide Boys at all? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan, but I, I, you know, they got a couple bobs. Yeah. Um, but they have one, uh, again, going based off the movie samples. Uh, they have a song called Lemon Slime um, where they sample the Hellraiser. Um, theme song. Okay. And um, it's funny because they speed it up because, yeah. like, I and maybe I have just unlocked a, a, a different perspective or, like, a, a discovery, but I always heard the song and thought it was the, like, they sampled Batman, like an old, like, Batman um, okay. theme song. Like and, the, the the Danny Elfman score yeah. from, yeah. Yeah, because it, it sounds identical to that. Yeah. Um, but then I, I, like, looked it up and I was Hellraiser and I was like, what and I sounded it's like not significantly but very slow and they just sped it up and I I guess that's how they got away with it because like it doesn't sound the same but um again I think that's just really cool about someone like taking something from a movie I mean obviously I get like a soundtrack is a little bit different than like just a whistle to a movie but again um it's like the I mean the biggest movie one is the 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 Wilhelm scream. Do you know what that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, that's like the one that's in Star Wars. Man, so I learned about that uh, my senior year um, in my like audio production class, but I forgot what it was called. And what is the name? The Wilhelm scream yeah. because it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because in everything. It's from like a. I think it's a Sergeant Wilhelm that falls off of like a horse in a western, and that was the the thing the the sound that they used for it but that's not actually the where it's from it's from another thing but that was when it like 
got seen the most, and so that's why everybody calls it that, but it's actually from. That's really interesting because that, again, goes back to, like, the sampling of, like, it becomes a trope in film, but it is just, like, that audio clip is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's really interesting. And I wonder if, is that just, like, public domain? Like, can it, I, I want to say, I, I feel like I remember my, uh, my teacher um, when I was, when I was in, uh, yeah. in audio class my senior year saying that we could use it. Um, so because he's saying that, it makes me feel like it's, like, public domain. Well, yeah, it's, it's probably from a movie that's, like, copyright. I'm, I'm sure the original audio is from a movie from, like, yeah. the 40s yeah. that no studio actually owns the copyright to, so you can just use it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I wonder how, like, because I, I think it's prominent. I associate it with Star Wars just because I've been it so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, so it'd be interesting if, like, Disney tried to gatekeep it or something like that, which I doubt. I, I doubt it. Yeah, but uh, Luke, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg use it a lot. It's yeah. in Raiders. It's in the Indiana Jones movies. Well. Yeah. No, it's all over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just want to kind of keep going down the rabbit hole a little bit um yeah keep going uh regarding like hip-hop so i think we have these examples of like we're kind of branching out from the typical um sample format i think i'm, I'm gonna move to tyler the creator i okay. think man is <laughs> i think he kind of took the one of the big roles in like just like sampling hip-hop i mean obviously we kind of have controversial figures like kanye or travis scott that definitely have like changed kind of like the sampling realm but i, I think he has kind of taken a, a step further and he a lot of times i don't I, i'm i'm speaking more from the connie perspective i don't know a whole lot about travis scott samples but um i know tyler takes the i remember watching an interview with him and he was like every day in the morning i spend two to three hours just listening to music just like finding just like trying to find and um i went down like i was looking through a lot of the samples and a lot of them are just like you know artists that are not from the United States and are foreign. And, and I think that adds like a really unique, um, I guess like tone to his music because like there are very much times that like, I, there's just like <laughs> samples of people talking in another language, but like it like sounds really well. And I, I don't know, I, th- I think he's one of the more prominent people that like branches music outside of just like the old archives of like people based in the United States. So I think that's really interesting. Um, I know, like, the, the Gone Gone, um, like, slash thank you track um, on Igor um, is, like, a, a sample from, like, a Japanese artist. I can't remember his name, but it's, like, called Fragile. But it's just, like, it's just cool. And I, I think that's really unique. Um, he also has a, he has a track uh, called Garden Shed where he samples the, like, the THX, like, intro, like, the oh, movie yeah, intro. Yeah. like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again, I just think is like super unique, and again, kind of taking just single sounds rather than like you know yeah. a track or something so like that. I, I have the history behind that sound. <laughs> what do you want to off the dome? Um, is it's um, it's just supposed to be showing off the like range of the like oh. THX system, so it goes from like you know, nothing up to, like, you know, whatever. It, it's supposed to be showing the dynamic range of the, like, the 
I don't, I don't know what THX even. Is. I think they're I don't just know like what it is they they master the audio or something. I don't even that's know. But it's supposed to be showing that range, and that's what that sound is. It's just like the range of like from zero to a hundred of what the the audio. That's why it goes from like you can't hear anything, and then all of a sudden you're like ears are being and speakers are being blown out. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and I I feel like part of Tyler like incorporating a lot of like foreign samples and stuff is like almost kind of shaped um, like. Because, like, I don't know how, you're, how much you're familiar with him, but, like, his newest album, like, Call Me When You Get Lost. Like, his whole attire is just, like, very, like, I just, like, picture, like, early, like, Europe and stuff like that. Um, so I think that's interesting that it feels like he's kind of, like, embracing that kind of, that tone and that kind of um, what, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten into Tyler as much as I have other artists. So I feel like I don't have a lot to say just because I haven't listened to a whole lot other than like I don't know like the hits yeah um yeah that's all I had to say about him um next thing I have up is just like my personal favorite sampler right now yeah I don't know if you want to get in that right now if you want to add anything before I mean oh well we can I I guess I just had like a broader question for you because um what kind of music do you listen to? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, a lot of the, I I am uh, I I look like a little indie boy, so I do I do listen to like a lot of indie like rock. Okay. Um, I do like to branch out and like like I don't like to be bound to anything, and I I do listen to like I'd say like a decent amount of hip hop, but I definitely like when people ask me what I listen to, I don't. I usually just say like indie rock and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. What music do you listen to? <laughs> I like that we've never had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've. I was like, we can have this before we record. Yeah. Or we can have it while we're <laughs> recording. I feel like now's a good time. Yeah. Um, a lot of dance music. I feel like. Um, oh gosh, uh, there was like a a TV. I, I feel like there was like a TV show that was like talking. Um. There was like, I, I don't remember. I don't know what I'm trying to pull out of my memory bank. Um, but I th- I don't think it was like an actual statistic. I think it was something that I saw on TV, but they were referenced. I don't know. Anyways, um, I think that like when you, when you start to branch out musically mm-hmm. and like you start to choose what kind of music you listen to rather than just like whatever's being played for you is kind of like what sticks with you. It kind of like lasts of like that's the one genre that I'll like always go back to, but I'll usually listen to a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right when I started like picking and like listening to music more was like right around the like 2012, 2013 um, era where it was like dance pop was starting to pop off a little bit. And then it just kind of died back down. So I feel like that's a, a lot of what I listen to is like dance, but not no genre specifically, a little bit more pop like and definitely had a dubstep phase. Yeah. Not so much now. Yeah, I, yeah. Guess I was like kind of wondering what your definition of dance was, because when I think of dance, I think of like pop with like kind of EDM elements like. Like black eyed peas or that, like something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where I, okay. I live. Um, Avicii is my guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> um, yeah. Did, oh man. 
He it's, did, it's he, really tough. Yeah, he did have some bangers though. He has a ton of bangers, and um, yeah, that was sad. Yeah, they there's like a documentary that was on Netflix, and I think they. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's happened to it because uh, they took it down for a little bit, and then they like re-released it on Netflix with like a little coda that was just like a black screen that was just like you know. He passed away, yeah, and then now it's like gone. And I think you can watch it on like UK Netflix, so maybe our VPN users can <laughs> check it out. But it is a really um, before good s- but sad documentary. Before I say this, he is the like, hey brother, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Is, okay. Me and my siblings do that to each other all the time. I'll be yeah. like, hey sister, <laughs> um, yeah. So like that kind of stuff, but also branching out to some some hip hop stuff. Yeah, lots of Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some, some rock stuff, yeah. um, kind of gotten big into audio slave. Mm. So I don't know, a wide range. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, would you like to branch back to like my current? Anyways. Yeah. Or? Yeah. I, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to preface it with like you know what kind of stuff you listen into okay i'm a name drop yeah jpeg mafia okay um i think he's doing some next level stuff and he he's one of those people that will have a million sam like it's like the the accumulation of samples is almost like what makes a song like it's never a single thing um but he definitely breaks the border um <laughs> there's one song i can't remember what track it is but like it, he took it from an ASMR just creator mm-hmm. that is like sucking on a sucker and like hitting their teeth. Yeah, yeah. And it that's the beat. And I think that's like so hard. Like who who would think of that? Um but like you would never tell because he, he, he messes with it and it just sounds like a beat. But it's like <laughs> literally just literally that's an crazy. ASMR. Um he does he pulls a lot of clips from uh just like YouTube news and stuff like that. I know like for some reason, he talks a lot about like Kimbers, like a, like a gun, mm-hmm. um, and he, like he like he pulls from this like old man just like reviewing a Kimber. Um, oh oh uh uh uh. He does have a Hickok forty five. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's that's the uh, the old man who reviews guns on YouTube. Um, but yeah, he also he he samples like video games. I know he has like Halo, like tech sounding yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of my favorites. Um, he at one point, and I I should have run down the songs for these because I, I don't remember. But um, he samples I guess Soldier Boy streams. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, he sampled him winning a, a Fortnite <laughs> <laughs> battle royal. It's just it's just him like being like yeah yeah like just like just him screaming. Um, and that's just like something that he incorporates. I just think that's so funny and yeah. like clever. Um, and like and so a lot of these will just literally be like two seconds. Like of the song, but some of them are like way dragged out. Um, I know he sampled Cowboy Bebop before, um, not like the main song, but I, just a, a song that plays in like one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he he's done Breaking Bad, um, where Walter White is just like say my name, yeah, and like yeah. he like just like I can't remember if he like repeats it a bunch, but like yeah, he 
I watched videos on him and like literally like I'll be mind boggled from like the sample that he'll like it'll be like here's a sample that he used and then what he did with it like he'll like whether that's speeding it up or like I don't know like I I'm so baffled that he can make someone sucking on a sucker sound like a a good beat and like yeah, yeah. I think that's like crazy talented um yeah he's definitely one of my favorite right now um I think that's all I had to say about him yeah I I I guess they're no longer making music, but I, I'm also, again, my my realm of what I listen to is my, my I, I think to Daft Punk. Yeah. Because I, I was, you know, kind of doing the same thing you were doing, doing mm-hmm. some, like, looking at, you know, how they were sampling, what they were sampling. It's, it's again, just, like, mind-boggling of, like, there were, you know, some YouTube pages, like, breaking down the what samples they're using, and they're yeah. using, like, a half a second clip from this one song from the 70s and yeah. they're extending it out so that it's like four seconds long and then they're using that as like one-fifth of their like melody of their track and they're using four other clips from four other songs and that's like they're stringing it all together and that's their... Yeah. No, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> it almost, I'm like... And this is where, I again, counters the argument that this isn't a way of art. Or, like, isn't creative. Because, like, my mind, like, I know you were showing me something regarding, like, Daft Punk and how they structured, um, like, their their audio files. I'm literally, like, it would be easier to just come up with something. Yeah. Like, I, that literally hurts my brain. But that, that's, that's like, the coolness out of it and, like, the creativity out of it. Um, but it's just funny having that thought. I'm, like, I would rather make something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, well, while we were, like, I don't know. While I was going down that rabbit hole, I did. I found out that the, the the Futurama theme song is all samples. Yeah, and yeah. that's crazy. I never knew that. No, me either. Did you have anything regarding Daft Punk that you wanted to share? Um, I don't know. Well, I thought it was interesting. I I found a video about the. I mean, it's not really related to sampling. Yeah. But it kind of is. Um, I didn't know that their most recent album. Um, Random Access Memory is the one that won like a whole ton of Grammys for. Was uh, they'd done a ton of sampling in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And for this album, they were like, "What if we just got a bunch of the artists that we've sampled a ton of and that we really like, got them in the studio, had them just record stuff, just new stuff, yeah, and then we just sample that stuff." So they're sampling, but they're not sampling pre-recorded stuff. They're having these artists, you know, like. Um, Paul Williams and uh, Julian Casablancas, the the lead singer for the, like the Strokes and like Panda Bear and um, Giorgio Marauder, they're like just come into the studio and just like, you know, we'll kind of give you like, you know, what we want the song to like, what we want the vibe to be, and just like play stuff, and we'll just like, you know, yeah, come that- back later and just <laughs> cut it up and sample it, and we'll turn it into music, like. That's that's one way to do it as well, and I feel like you can't really do that unless you have the clout that they do. But yeah, no, that is that, that is dope. You're just yeah. making your own <laughs> samples, um, and that just makes them even, you know. And I I think the whole the whole I think at least the intention I, I at least I feel like the modern intention when you know whoever's sampling, but a lot of times in like the hip hop community is you're trying to find things that like are so unique. And like things that you would never think, 
Um, and going uh, going back to like the title of the creator thing, I think like he literally you know spends hours a day trying to like find um, just things that obviously sound good, but also like I think there's this aspect of bringing back to life kind of these these musicians or these you know these albums, these, these EPs, these songs that have just kind of died and have gotten lost in the archive, and like there's so much of that. So you know, I think it's cool kind of bringing these things back to life. Um, and you know, adding another, yeah, you're adding another spin on it, but you're also like reviving it in a way. And like, you know, it, this is bringing back probably artists that would have never been thought of, you know, without yeah. these samples. Um, yeah, I remember in the documentary, I, I can't remember who the artist was, but like, um, he had been sampled a few times by just like well-known hip hop groups. And like, he's like, I like it. He's like, he's like, no one was listening to my stuff. And now people are like, Oh, like you're, you've been sampling that. Like I want to listen to you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Well. It's, I, it's almost the, the comparison that I have that I, cause I spend a lot more time watching movies than I probably do listening to music is like, it's essentially references is mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know, the, the, film version of that is like you're referencing something and like I that's kind of what got me like interested in this topic too was just like I love like watching something and being like oh I get what they're you know what they're referencing here and it's like same thing here if like you listen to a song and it's like oh you know I know that um I know that beat or I know that like you know little snippet of audio you know and it feels like you're you feel like you have like an inside you know, knowledge of like what you know that artist might be thinking yep. when when they're like going in and making stuff. No, I like that perspective a lot. Um, Cause like <laughs> even just like like when you're a kid, like you never like when movies reference other movies, you like never get it, and that's just something like you kind of like gradually get like when you get older and older. But like so much of like cinema is like built on referencing or like just like i mean because that's like that's how we got here where we are without like we would not be here if we didn't like get inspired by these other things so like i think you know cinema does a good job of always like referencing that and always like bringing that to that to light and obviously like and now music is like doing the same thing and it's kind of around the same time that like people i mean that it's becoming more prevalent yeah i think the only difference is that like you know, cinema sometimes is like, oh, that was that was a really cool like old movie. Let's remake it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's like maybe the only difference. Um, but maybe, I, mean, I mean, people yeah. do like covers, so it's like, I, you say, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you had anything no, else to no. say about that. Um, so while I was researching, it is so much. This is just I, I don't know if this is still the case, but I, the, the source I was looking at was from like 2006. Um, but it was significantly cheaper an easier process to cover a song than to use, like, a sample for three seconds. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that just because the, like, copyright... I, I Like, is it just easier to, like, just cut up and decide, like, this is how much profit participation this original artist gets from it? It's like, is it like if you're covering, is it just, like, a clean 50-50? And if you're sampling, like, three seconds, it's like... Oh, I don't know. It's going to be, you know. Yeah, and I, I do think that's part of it. Um, another example in the article I was looking at was, like, um, I, think it, I think it depends on, like, who you're sampling. And yeah, I know, sure. like, um, Led Zeppelin, um, mm-hmm. 
They did Stairway to Heaven, correct? Yeah. Um, they explicitly like were like fine with covers because like they are portraying their art how they think it should like how they want it to be portrayed. Yeah. And sampling's not doing that, so that like they get super mad when anyone samples them. Really? Um, because it's not like in the proper art format that they believe um, it should be associated with. Um, so I don't know how much of it is just like people kind of being a little bit, a little bit too like too much holding on to their work. Um, yeah. But I I do think it does. There is probably like a, a more better established like contract when you cover a song. I just found uh, whosampled.com, and it's uh, user-generated, just go, this is the sample that they're using in this song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was about to say, like, yeah, I'm sure technology has gotten really good at, like, being able to find samples, but, like, man, I, it's kind of interesting that I think people, you know, obviously, like, big hip-hop heads, or just, you know, any, or Daft Punk and, like, the whole kind of dance um, kind of EDM. I think it's really interesting that, like, there's a whole community that, like, it's almost like a mystery for them trying to, like, find the samples and stuff, um, which that's, like, just a just a cool little side thing. Like, shout out to the, the community that be doing that. I think yeah. it's really interesting. Oh, and, I mean, I guess I didn't really touch on this just because I forgot – um, but with dance music, you get a lot of remixes because yeah. there's a lot of DJs playing songs in clubs and mixing it um, when they're when they're playing it. And I feel like that was a lot of. I don't know if you'd consider that sampling or not, or. Yeah. But that that was kind of my, I would say probably my formal introduction into the world of taking a song that someone else has made and. Turning it into your own thing. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I think that sampling is just, like, a different kind of style. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting on, like... Because that was really big, especially, like, throughout, like, the 2010s. Um, so I wonder how, like... I, I know even now when I see artists, like, they'll, you know, they'll post their album or whatever, and then, like, months later, they'll, like, post um, people doing remixes of it. So, like... Maybe that's a little bit more welcoming because. Well, it's probably more welcoming on the on the side of the the, the artists. Yeah. Um, just because if you make a lot of music, if you're someone who remixes music and you make your own music, you're probably like, I want other people who make music to be able to, other people who remix to be able to do the same thing that I do. So they just maybe write that into like their their you know studio contracts of like hey you know people should be allowed to to remix this song and play it and stuff like that yeah this podcast is encouraging people to stop gatekeeping their art yeah because you were inspired by someone somebody can be inspired by you um but yeah I don't know if you had anything else you want to talk about or if you want to move into the last thing. Like, Yeah, what you got? Um, did you, by chance, get to think about just anything that you would like to, you think it would be cool to be sampled? It could be anything. Oh, shoot. I remember you telling me this, it's and okay. then I did not. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Um, if you think of anything you can say. 
Um, for me, uh, been watching a lot of horror movies because it's spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was telling you this other day too, but um, I watched It Follows a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Soundtrack, so good. It's, it's got a lot of bangers in there, but they got a, I think a, I put down the name, Disaster Peace is the, I guess, score for that movie, or that's what they mm-hmm. go by. They got a song called J um, from, like, the It Follows soundtrack. Really good. Yeah. I think it'd be really good sampled. Um, <laughs> I got another goofier one. Um, I guess it's not that goofy. Uh, have you watched much of American Horror Story? I've watched one season. Was it season two by any chance? No. Okay. This song is known outside of it. I just know, like, uh, if you'd seen it, like, it's it's kind of a prominent element in, yeah. in the season two. But um, in the Asylum season, there's a... First of all, the song is called Singing Nun. Sing, Singing Nun is the artist, mm-hmm. and the, the song is called Dominique. Um, but in, in American Horror Story, the, it's in the Asylum series, um, and it's just, like, the only song that is constantly playing, like, in, like... <laughs> The Asylum Lobby. Um, but anyways, I think it's an interesting song. It's French, um, I believe. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's just like super unique and like I could see like a beat, you know, a clip being taken from it and like a beat being made out of it. No. I've got, I thought of two examples, both from from film scores. Okay, go for it. Um, I feel like th- there's got to be some out there, but I feel like the Halloween score is like, oh, yeah, yeah. like a classic. Bum, bum, bum. Um, even like the... I want to say, what, is the 2020 one, obviously one just came out, but what, did one come out in 2020? No. One came out last year. Is that? Wow. Yeah. I want to say the trailer, like, added a beat to it. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I remember hearing that. I was like, man, that sounds pretty good. But yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure someone has done that before. But yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing... I. I don't know if I want it sampled, but just like another like music thing that I was just gonna like throw at you was uh, I watched Michael Mann's The Keep, which is like an '80s I guess you could call it horror movie, but it was like you know Michael Mann filming. He made uh, uh, Heat and oh my computer just blue screen to death and just it's restarting. Um, Sad face. Yeah, this is actually. I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. Um, good. Anyways, the the score for the film is by Tangerine Dream, and it's like one of the best scores I've ever heard. And uh, come to find out, I like I I knew that Tangerine Dream had done some scores for movies before. I didn't realize it was. They have like over a hundred albums. Yeah. And like, dude, some of those film score people like just. Albums on deck. 50 of them are like film scores. Yeah. And they've had like <laughs> 20 different members, but it's always like three people. Hmm. That's cool. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you'd heard of them before, Mm-mm. but they were just like in the 80s and 70s and 80s and 90s, and they're still making music now. Like, but they, they were just like pumping out film scores. Yeah. Um, yeah, film scores, shout out to them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times when I'm playing video games and I hear like a soundtrack or like a, just like a sound, I'm like, mm, that'd be good. 
which I think is just interesting. But yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you were wanting? I don't think no. so. Okay. Well, I hope you guys further appreciate sampling because I think it's a very impressive art. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I had. Awesome. Well. Yeah. Thanks for kind of planning. <laughs> yeah. It was sure. cool to to learn more about it. Yeah. Thank you for anyone who's listening. I don't know. We already cut it out. I'll cut it out now. Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs>